Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. All right, everybody, welcome to the show for our 2020 kickoff preseason show. This is John Massengill sitting in studio with Jonathan Green and Les Kaiser. How's it going, boys? Pretty good. Yeah. You guys yeah, ready yeah. for the season? Happy New Year. All right, well, we're I very... Hope. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's probably where we should start the 2020 season preseason show is the coronavirus because this thing could throw a wrench in the entire season. We've already got the Chinese Grand Prix either postponed, delayed, or canceled. We don't know exactly yet, but the, the coronavirus is wreaking havoc around the world and every sporting event, MotoGP has already rearranged their schedule and Formula One is really being somewhat tight-lipped about all this. Yeah, you, and the irony is that obviously eight teams are based in the UK, but the one that matters, if you will, is Ferrari, and it's based in northern Italy, as is most of motorsport in Italy, uh, and that is what that area of Italy has been the most um, affected by the coronavirus. So, MotoGP Ooh. and Ferrari, obviously, and Formula One's attitude is, hey, if Ferrari can't make it, then there is no, you know, there is no race. Yeah, well, they've said it. If, in fact, if a team cannot leave cannot be there because their country says they can't leave or whatever if, it, if it's an official reason they can't be there then they will not hold a race mm. you know they say it's not fair to the to the whole the whole grid if that mm. team can't make it now if they choose to not come that's different they'll go run the race without them Les you've got this look on your face hey, Les is uh, looking quizzical which I mean, is not easy yeah, for Les because he doesn't often yeah, do that this uh, bro- government bureaucracy how's this going to play out uh, I don't know Red Bull are they going to get tied down or the you know well I, I all I know is that that's this... the anecdote isn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know I saw the most ridiculous publicity announcement recently a certain al- uh, alcohol company that produces vodka issued a public statement no our public our uh, vodka will not sanitize your hands yeah. of the coronavirus yeah but if you can't get Purell Everclear will do <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, it is, it's really going to be crazy to see how this affects everything. And, I mean, it's a really serious thing, too. Obviously, we know that, and, and we don't mean to make light of the no, no, of the illness. But it's just, really, I don't know what else to do right now because we, there's no telling what can happen. You know, MotoGP is going to start right here in Austin. Yeah. And, we, you know, would they say, in fact, we, we just had a conversation with Gunther Steiner a few minutes ago, and we're going to play this full interview. But, he, but Gunther said it, you know. We, we think that uh, Australia and, and Bahrain are going to go on, but... China's definitely off. Vietnam is, you know, close. We don't know. And you know what? I think that's what we ought to do. Let's jump right in and play this interview with Gunther Steiner. It's a great way to set up the year. Yeah. And and by the way, we're going to have him throughout the year. We've arranged that with the Haas F1 team. So we're going to have him on and off throughout the year, probably once a month or so. But yeah, let's uh, let's hear from Gunther Steiner, the team principal for Haas F1. Very excited to have Gunther Steiner from the Haas F1 team. Gunther, welcome back to Speed City. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Let's start off with testing. How do you feel about what went on in testing and where you guys are right now? I mean, testing for us uh, uh, was good. We, we had uh, uh, two small issues. We didn't lose a lot of time because testing was reduced from eight days to six days this year. So, you know, when you have got uh, uh, any problems, uh, immediately it uh, goes into your time, which is uh, uh, precious because there's not a lot of it. But uh, on that side, it went well. So we gathered a lot of data, tested different, uh, all different setups, uh, uh, options and stuff like this. So when we go to the, when, when we go to the race, we, we have got all the information and know how to solve a problem. If 
the car is not balanced. Uh, where we are at, performance-wise, very difficult to say this year. It's always difficult, but this year, I think the midfield is so close together. It's almost scary. Uh, so everything is in between two and four tenths of a second. So knowing that in Barcelona, 10 kilos of fuel, more or less, uh, makes uh, three tenths. So there is five teams uh, in, in, in that range. So uh, surely uh, Mercedes is out uh, at the front and then Red Bull and then Ferrari. But then there is a lot of teams which are in this half a second, as I just said. And I don't want to make any predictions. I wait for Australia. <laughs> well, you know, I find that preseason predictions from everybody are pretty much worthless anyway. So I, I'm not going to pressure you for that. So, uh, you, know, we, um, you know, we do are obviously here in America. We're rooting for you guys. And I know that, you know, it feels like the future of Haas F1 is on the line this year. Uh, you know, everything that I've seen from Gene, uh, you know, how do you feel about that? I mean, uh, I, I, I don't get disturbed by that. Uh, the, the, the future in motorsport is always on the line. Is uh, uh, How did you perform on the last race? That is how you're judged. So uh, uh, as many of you guys know, that uh, uh, this year is also a contract year for the commercial agreement with the promoter, with F, uh, FOWC. So uh, we are at the end of a five-year cycle this year. So we, uh, Gene needs to decide what he's doing for the next five years. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm very confident that we that we stay around. Uh, I, I, I think we need to do well, but uh, uh, I don't need to be told that one. I know that on myself and there is nobody putting more pressure on myself uh, than me. So uh, I, I'm pretty confident we will perform and hopefully we can perform as good as 18. But if that is not happening, at least uh, uh, we are in the mix of the midfield teams, which is always good if you have competition and you can race for something. We struggled a little bit last year. That is, uh, that is uh, uh, also true to say. But I think we will be back on form this year. So Gunther, I know last year when we spoke in Monaco and also again in Canada in person, tire temperatures were a big player last year. Did you get a handle on that over the winter break? Yeah, uh, we made a lot of progress on that one. We know exactly what to look for now. While last year we were a little bit uh, until we figured out what we actually needed to uh, aim for. We know now the parameters where we need to be in. It's still, they are very difficult to manage because uh, the tires stayed the same from last year to this year. We really developed a new tire. We tested it in Abu Dhabi at the end of the season, but uh, we all decided not to use them because the drivers did like them less than the uh, 19 tires. So uh, we are back with them tires. We know them very well. In testing, if it is cold, sometimes we struggle a little bit to get the, the bulk temperature up, but uh, uh, there's a lot of work going on, but we know what we need, uh, what we need to look for, and hopefully we can get a grip of it. Gunter, I've got to ask about the elephant in the room. Um, the uh, coronavirus obviously is affecting all of us at the moment, but you're one of the team uh, principals. Um, you're in touch, obviously, with both the FIA and FOM. Um, Australia, we believe, is still on. I've heard and read that you've you've moved your flights uh, to avoid Hong Kong, which is which is sensible, so not to go to to a place where you could be, um, you know, quarantined. What's the latest uh, from your point of view, uh, and do you think we will get a season in? Uh, the latest is we got uh, informed from uh, FOM this morning that uh, Australia uh, and uh, Bahrain for sure go ahead. They have put measures in place to uh, screen people a little bit better because I, I think the biggest outbreak lately was in Italy and obviously in Formula 1 after uh, English citizens, Italians are the biggest group of it. So they put measures in place that they test them uh, a little bit more when they when they leave the country and when they get in. And in Bahrain there will be a waiting period uh, between five and seven hours from the people coming from Italy. But uh, uh, in Australia as well, they check a little bit more, but uh, uh, they, they want to make sure that we are getting there and that we're getting there also being safe and uh, uh, doing the best to protect the other people around, so not bringing anybody who is sick and who doesn't know about it. And Vietnam as well uh, 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 should be going ahead, but I think Vietnam is a little bit, uh, it's six weeks away, so I think in six weeks a lot can, can happen with this virus, and hopefully a lot of good things happen with the virus and it's gone by then. But uh, if it, uh, for example, in Italy two weeks ago, nobody was worried about it, and now they are first uh, uh, of uh, fatalities in the world, so we need to be a little bit uh, waiting for Vietnam, but in the moment there is no issue with Vietnam as well, but the first two, we were uh, informed this morning that they for sure go ahead. Right. Well, Gunther, we have some questions from our callers from across the United States, and we ask on social media, and I want to start with a couple of these here. We have Mark from Atlanta, and he says, how hands-off or hands-off is Gene Haas? And the second part is, that how close has Gene Haas come to replacing any key personnel, including drivers, chief engineers, etc., in order to shake things up? Uh, first one, uh, uh, Gene is running uh, the Haas Automation Company, which is a full-time job for him in California, and uh, 
uh, uh, he's not hands-on. I, I, I speak uh, frequently with him, but he, he's not on a, on a daily basis. He's not involved in running the business. He's uh, strategic. And uh, in, in the moment, uh, uh, replacing people is not always a good solution just to be reactive. That's my opinion about uh, the same people uh, did a, a very good job in 18 when we finished fifth, the same drivers, the same uh, engineers. So just reacting to one bad season, uh, uh, I don't think it, 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 it's good uh, for the morale and also doesn't make you better. For sure, if, if, we, if you've got a, a bad season, again, we need to do something. Uh, but uh, just uh, being reactive uh, uh, to fire people, that, uh, in my experience, uh, doesn't work. All right, we have another question. This one's from Daniel in Illinois, and he says, what did they change in terms of their approach to the 2020 design to rectify the 2019 weaknesses? Uh, it's, it's all in error. Uh, it's aerodynamic development. Uh, we, we, had, uh, we, we missed some rear downforce, and these cars are very difficult. The rear downforce depends on how you uh, uh, strategically develop your front wing, and uh, we changed uh, uh, to a system which is uh, more like all the other cars. Uh, last year, we were very strong with front downforce, but lacked rear ones, so the car was very unstable in uh, entry of the corners. All right, we got one more from uh, Jeff in Dallas, and he says, how do you manage the expectations to a new to F1 owner, Gene, while making the right decisions for long-term success? Oh, it's a balance. I mean, uh, 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 you manage it trying to, uh, to get always the best result you can, uh, because what short term is success will work course in the long term so you, you never uh, have your eye off the long term but the short term in racing is the uh, it's always deciding the, uh, the the near future but you always have an eye out what is coming in the long term and you just try to do you know, on both things a, a, a good job and just stay focused of uh, of having results all right one more from andy p in chicago he says uh, will there be more planned pit stop practices or additional processes to ensure great executions and he says, in all caps, good. he wants to wish you good luck. But yeah, they're going to be more pit stop practice. Okay, I, I, I guess I know what he refers to. Australia was never very good for us. Also, <laughs> with pit stops, you know, we had always a good car there, but never good pit stop. The last two years, actually bad pit stops. So uh, we did a lot a lot more uh, practice last year. But I think that uh, because uh, the guys the year before was uh, was so bad, we lost two cars on, on, on pit stops when we were fifth and sixth in, uh, in the rankings. So mm-hmm. I, I think the confidence level was so much down so we messed it up again I, I hope we can bring it back but nothing is assured because if you if you look back last year after the uh, even in 18 after the debacle in uh, Australia we never had an issue and then we go back to Australia have an issue again and the rest of the year we don't have an issue so hopefully we can uh, uh, get it right on the third time in a row so uh, you know the guys are training hard and they, they did last year but uh, it's uh, it takes less than three seconds to change this these wheels and one little a small mistake can have big consequences as it did with us the last two years all right this one this last one is not really a question we just asked you know what we could uh, ask you and he just said this is lyle from illinois and he says tell gunther to keep being gunther as much as we <laughs> sometimes we don't want to hear it. we love him being honest and upfront it makes life easier in the long run so i i think uh, he and a lot of other netflix viewers really enjoy you being you so he's he's happy about that and speaking of netflix season two is out and um shall i say that people who if they liked the way you were in season one, they're going to like the way you are in season two. Yeah, and what I would say, uh, I mean, nothing would change me now. Uh, <laughs> uh, rest assured that uh, I'm not, I'm too old now to change, you know. So I, I, I quite enjoy my life, and uh, I, I think it's very difficult to change. So, no, and uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, I stay like I am. I think we're going to see Gunther on the big screen before long, you know, acting out <laughs> in the new new F1 movie of I some sort. I hope not. I'm not this good. <laughs> Gunther, I was curious about some of the things with the barge boards and things that changed uh, from 19 to 20. Uh, do you think that had a drastic effect on the aerodynamics? I keep looking towards the aerodynamics and the tire management portion. Did that have a positive effect for you? Uh, for, from 19 to 20, I, I think we, uh, uh, the regulation didn't change. We just uh, changed how we have the front wing to work. So you have to change also the barge boards on that one. And everybody, it is one area where we can, where you can still... Uh, 
uh, fine performance in the bar sport. The rest of the car, the second year going in, there is very little to be gained. But the, but that that part of the car this year and making it uh, slimmer basically uh, th- that gave you performance and that's where you see a lot of work on the bar sport uh, and on the body on the body work. If you if you look at them, they are all even slimmer than before in the back. So to, to, to get the diffuser to work better. Gunter, um, you know, just going back to the gene question, which we read about um, for 2021, he was saying that obviously, you know, he was talking about the, the sort of uh, sharing of the money and so on and so forth. And if you're uh, not in the top five, it, it, it's a struggle. And even with the cap, um, as they plan, uh, it still may be so. In that respect, do you think Haas will now try to look uh, for blue chip sponsors, perhaps from the USA? Because I still don't think that's a market that's been tapped fully yet. Uh, and obviously, Gene wanted his own name out there first. But will that uh, sort of change, do you think, if, if, if the, he does want to go on from 21? I wouldn't say nothing changed. It's just difficult to get sponsors in general uh, uh, at this moment in time. If there's anybody out listening to want to sponsor us, we are open, <laughs> we are open for business, you know. So uh, And always where it's just like difficult to get. I think the, the one thing I would say, the new contract which FOWC proposes uh, 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 gives a uh, 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 more equal sharing uh, of the prize money. Uh, so the, uh, that will help as well from 21 uh, onwards. The smaller teams will get more of the of the cake. But uh, if there's any sponsors, uh, sure, uh, uh, we take them. It's just like if you're a new team, uh, you need to install confidence in, in, in a sponsor because they are never uh, short-term deals if somebody makes the investment in sponsoring a Formula, Formula One team because we are talking real money here. So they, they first want to see if, if, if we keep how we perform, if we stay around. It is just like you need to establish yourself in, in that market to, uh, uh, to be attractive to a potential sponsor. Well, I think the exposure you guys are getting on Netflix can't hurt. Maybe uh, maybe we'll get Netflix to sponsor you guys. But Well, I, I do have a yeah. question about sponsors, about last year with Rich Energy. It was, I mean, let's just call it, it is what it was. It was a debacle. And I, I can't help but think, and I know you're not going to blame anything on this, but I can't help think that it had to be somewhat somewhat of a, of a distraction to either you or the team in some fashion. It, it is. I mean, if I would say it is no distraction, uh, that wouldn't be true. And uh, it is a distraction, but it was pretty easy to deal because the deal came together very quick. The first payments were uh, uh, on time and, 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 and they were, uh, were, were good. And then in the middle of the season, it started the problem. And uh, But uh, it is a distraction. Without it, for sure, it would be better and didn't help uh, my workload. But in the end, uh, uh, you cannot do more than uh, trying to, to, to fix it. And uh, I, I mean, it, it, it wasn't... A, it wasn't a complex situation. I mean, as simple as it sounds, it was that somebody didn't pay his bills. That was the situation. There was no more complex. There was not a, a, a people trying to do a different deal or changing the deal. No, the money didn't pay. That was it. And at that point, uh, you, you talk with your lawyers, you do what you what you need to do legal. And uh, and then we kept uh, uh, operationally the sponsor on until after the European season. So the, 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 the big haulers and all that stuff didn't get rebranded. That was strategically. So we didn't have to rebrand them twice. And uh, uh, spend the money and then uh, just the flyaway stuff some people had to put I think uh, the first race after the, the European season they put some effort in to change everything over we sent the two people out early to change everything and that was it but I could have done without the distraction mm, yeah. yeah no kidding well listen Gunter this show will be put out uh, across the United States just before um, next weekend uh, in Australia so um, just to sort of uh, for the fans in America just to sort of I don't know uh, measure expectations what would you be happy for you you and your team by the end of this season uh, looking ahead now to Australia I know it's an almost impossible thing but what would help you sleep at night if you knew where you were uh, where, w- where would you like to finish at the end of this season I mean I would like to finish on top of the, of the midfield but in the end I, I would be happy to be competitive because we all want to get the, 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 the up front positions but it's it's only space for uh, for one team for, for fifth so if we could finish fifth would be fantastic but if we fight for fifth and finish sixth or seventh uh, I think that would be fine and uh, uh, if we put a good show on for the fans that we fight without things for it, uh, uh, we will be back, you know, and then from that on we can build up again. But uh, uh, fifth would be fantastic, very difficult to achieve this year, but uh, uh, never stop dreaming. Mm-hmm. Well, Gunther Steiner, we thank you so much for coming on. And I know it sounds like we're going to get you throughout the season as you head towards where we here, where we are here in Austin. So uh, we look forward to talking to you like once a month or so, and we really appreciate you coming on. We want to wish you guys the best of luck, and all of our fans across the United States are wishing you the best of luck. Thank Thank you very much. Thank you to everybody and all the fans which uh, uh, watch us and root for us. You know, uh, we appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Guthrie. Talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Listen to Speed City live in Austin, Texas, back after a quick break.
Winding Road Racing is a leading provider of road racing and performance equipment at each of our locations in Texas, California, Georgia, and Kentucky. But we know some racers want that same high-quality gear, customer service, and pricing without leaving home. Check out the online store at windingroadracing.com. It's got all the same high-quality brands you've come to know us for. Alpine Stars, Stilo Helmets, Chill Out, and AIM Data Systems, all available at great prices and delivered directly to you with free shipping. Log on now, windingroadracing.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town, in your favorite store, or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company. Born, bred, and brewed in Texas. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Very excited to have Gunther Steiner from the Haas F1 team. He seems to be pretty confident for the season. I'm, maybe cautiously optimistic? Yeah, and I mean, you know, they had a tough year last year. There's no, no question about it. But, the, but, but uh, Les, as you, as you quite rightly pointed out to him, and that was the right question. That was the golden question because if they have got on top of that tire issue that they had last year, which was getting mechanical grip into the tires, and there was some signs, I think we heard some interviews towards the end of last year that they got on, they understood it. And obviously now they're redesigning aero-wise uh, a car that won't have that problem. And effectively, the aero wasn't giving them enough to get the mechanical grip into the tires, and therefore the tires were either not getting grip or were falling off uh, quicker than the other teams you know you're right I, I mean i think he you know it sounds like he's pretty confident they've got onto that you know uh, you know tongue-in-cheek as long as we get past the australian race <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know that has not been a great uh, starting point for them past couple of years as, as he well acknowledged the uh the aerodynamics play a part in that tread in the tire temperatures and oh all yeah of that, that, but that's, it's that was the all of the issue really you know and gosh you know i want you know haas up front hitting the podium but i have to question why did it take so much to finally get a handle on the tire temperatures when everybody else seemed to i'll say a majority of the rest of the field mm. does just fine with it yeah it is a good question uh, and it was a real achilles heel last year and for a team that was knocking on the door of top for uh, a couple of years ago, even though they were a new team, um, it really did set them back. And, um, you know, uh, as we mentioned in the interview, you know, Gene is, you know, looking quite quizzically now at 2021. There's going to be a lot of changes again. And he, you know, he feels that making those changes could be too expensive and could potentially put them out of business. That said, if they have a good year um, this year, and as Gunter said, if they can finish fifth, well, all bets are off. If they can get sixth or seventh because they were competitive and just miss out by a couple of points, again, and all bets are off, and I think they'll sail into the distance. And, and and I think you know that's why I try to ask about the the you know the sponsorship because I do believe the sport is growing here in the states. Well, we know the facts. Uh, ESPN's uh, figures are up. Uh, Sirius's figures are up. Um, on 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 you know, and it's good for you know. And there's a growth to the sport in this country. Yep. And I mean, look, it, it's would be nothing but good for the entire sport if an American F1 team were doing well. We've said yep. it over and over again. And I, I do like that Gunther was asking for sponsors. 
sponsors right here on our show. <laughs> so if we've got he any knows ideas, the audience. Let, let's go knocking well, on Michael we, Dell's door around, around, you know, he's already, well, he's, he's already he's with Formula the McLaren, one, but, yeah. but he should be with the American team. That's I what agree. I'm saying. Well, well, we can, we can send know. him a couple of stickers. <laughs> it's been a while since he was with the uh, BMW Sauber team way back when. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of American teams. You know, I, 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 I talked about the debacle with Rich Energy with him. And yeah. I mean, you heard him. He said we're open for business. So you know, at, at the beginning, when they first started, they weren't. They flat out said it. They wanted the they at the beginning of the year they said it. They wanted. I mean, at the beginning of when they started back in 2016, they did not want sponsors. They wanted to promote Haas Automation, which so. I thought was interesting um, for Gene, uh, and I get why he did it. And he, and he has had uh, a lot of business to business. I mean, remember they they tool parts, so they've actually been making some parts for other teams as well as their own team. So Haas Automation has gained a lot out of it. But I did think it was overly bold just to put your own name on on the side of your car when you know. I mean, the budgets, even though we'll cap at $175 million, um, you know, you need money to go racing. Yeah, uh, in Formula One, I think that's the name of the game here. All right, guys, well, let's go in and take a break. Listen to Speed City Live from Austin, Texas, back after these messages. When you're looking for traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Cesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Let's go ahead and transition to the rest of the grid. And, you know, we've talked about uh, how the midfield is going to be so competitive. But let's start at the top again. I mean, with Mercedes looking like coming out of testing, and I'm not going to put much weight in that. And But if this DAS system turns out to be DAS legal. DAS is good. DAS is good. <laughs> it's <laughs> ironic that it's called DAS. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the dual axis steering system that they've, they've come up with, which is, uh, you know, we don't know exactly how it works. It looks absolutely ingenious because it looks somewhat simple. You know, it, it could be, if it's as simple as it looks, you know, as you, as Hamilton, they show the video, pulling back and forth on the, on the steering wheel like a pilot stick. Yeah, and adjusting it, the toe end. And, right. and for the, uh, those of you less technical, just go to your supermarket, get a trolley, and wheel it forward. Then all the wheels will be going straight. And then stop, pick up a packet of rice, and then you'll see the side. The wheels will go sideways. And yeah. then you've got to get them back in line before it'll actually work really well. That's wrong. actually a pretty good analogy, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. Uh, but but so the point is, it looks like Mercedes is, you know, most everybody's predicting Mercedes to be the, the class sure. of, the, of the grid this year. But behind them, we don't know. Is it going to be Red Bull? I mean, you see... I, 
you, Red Bull or Ferrari? We don't know. Well, and Ferrari didn't actually look that great in the Barcelona tests, and, and they certainly didn't change the world, did they? Yeah, maybe because they're not able to burn a little oil inside their combustion chamber. Oh, that little that's another story. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's are we going to get to that? <laughs> well, let's go down the grid a little bit, and then we'll come back to All the right. Ferrari settlement, air yes. quotes. I, I, you know, as an American, when I hear that, I'm, I, I, there's a whole other story. But let's go down the grid a little bit. So what do you think, Jonathan? You think Red Bull or Ferrari, two or three? I actually think Red Bull. I, I really do think that Honda have come forward. I think Verstappen um, looks good. Albon's a great second man now. Uh, Red Bull were punching, you know, well last year. The Honda is, you know, compared to where it was, was McLaren, very reliable. Um, and I think that, that you know, that these guys know how to win championships. They've done it before. Christian, you know, the basis of the team is what it was when it won four titles with uh, Sebastian Vettel. Uh, Ferrari, in my mind, still don't look like a championship winning team. I think Vettel has lost a little bit of confidence from last year. I think Leclerc will be great. I think he'll win several races. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think you know, it, it'll be close. I don't think the Ferrari are out of it by any means, but I think Red Bull will push them harder for second place. That's my feeling. You know, uh, that's what I said on our local radio show last week. I said the same thing. I said I predicted Red Bull to to be ahead of Ferrari, but yeah, you know, that that's just. I think the point is is that it's probably going to be Mercedes, then again Ferrari, Red Bull in whatever order. But after that, I have no idea really because pink. are we going to have the pink Mercedes? Are we going to have? Well, explain what that is. That's well, an interesting. Yeah. So Racing Point, or otherwise known as Tracing Point, took, oh, took very the, good. Well, I wish I could take credit for that. That's I a hashtag that. on on Twitter. But uh, but they took the 2019 Mercedes car and with photography, they claim, duplicated that car. And I've seen some really clever overlays of people where they took the two cars and so, overlaid them, so and they're is, identical. So why isn't that in the in the, in the judiciary board like the exactly, Ferrari story? Exactly. Well, you know, so you could either say you could have that kind of attitude, or you could say, is this the Haas F1 style model a little bit? <laughs> I mean, it's not the same, but you're using. I mean, they're just flat out. They're using their design. I mean, when you when you look at them, they look just almost identical. The rear wing looks a little bigger on the on the Racing Point car, but still, the front end of the car. That's just because Sergio likes it like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought Kardashians were in on it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe just half a Kardashian. We've definitely had too much time off Formula One. We're, yeah. Right. We've, we've well, had... and so everybody looks at your competitor. That's just the sport. That do is they sport copy in them? general. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. I mean, certainly innovation. Oh, wow, that's a good idea. We should do that too. Yes, absolutely we do that. How far can we go with it? What if they had freehand drawn that diagram? You know, does it really matter? I mean. Well, it's obvious. Well, actually, I shouldn't say obvious. Look they at all the jelly bean, Yeah, look at all the jelly bean shaped cars. <laughs> they admitted it. They, you know, Racing Points admitted that they used that design as, you know, in some fashion, you know, that they used uh, dynamic, uh, aerodynamically a clone, essentially. And Lawrence Trolls also an investor and, and now a key player at Aston Martin. Maybe it'll look more like the Red Bull. Years <laughs> to come. Well, so the, the, let's look at the midfield. You've got McLaren, Renault, Racing Point, Alpha Tauri, uh, Alpha Romeo, Haas F1, and Williams. Now, now, what's crazy is that all of those teams, we don't know. Could they all be right smack dab in the middle? Could they all be within well, a second and a half, two seconds? You heard what Gunter, Gunter said. He said it's, you know, he, he thinks it's going to be touch and go for, for you know, who's going to be fifth in the championship. He really does. So that's good news from his point of view. My gut feeling is that Racing Point um, are... Uh, the team I would put in fifth place now, uh, regardless of the sort of trace trace point, uh, tracing point, I, I really do think that they showed very competitively last year. Their two drivers are excellent. Um, you know, who are you saying fourth? Oh, you skipped fourth. I did, didn't I? Uh, did you do that on purpose? No, pass. I, mean, I like it. All right, I like it. Uh, no, I actually, like to it. be honest, you know, I tell you who I actually genuinely believe: McLaren. I believe that McLaren will be fourth again. Year. Yeah, Andy, Andy, B, Andy P, and me got together <laughs> and had lunch. He bought me lunch. We have a lot of fans that are McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I really do think that the, the, the combination of Lando um, and Sainz um, was good last year. There's a feeling in the team. Um, they're carrying on with their uh, indie program. And, you know, McLaren's just too long to be down, you know? What about your friend Daniel Ricciardo, who had the third fastest lap in in testing and the Renault team? I mean, they, they're, they're a constructor. They're, they're a, a works team. They should be up there. Talking of fourth and fifth in the championship, that is actually where my mind is really going to be focusing on this year is how well can Renault do? They've had a lot going on, including their chairman now in Lebanon, I think, um, <laughs> having been arrested in Japan. But, you know, there's a lot of distractions at 
Renault. But just going back to Formula One for a second, Ricardo and Ocon, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a brave new world. I'm really interested to see how uh, Ricardo goes against what will be a massive year for Ocon. He's got to beat Ricardo, or in his mind, because um, he's had a year out uh, of uh, the team or out of racing. Um, he's learned a lot from Mercedes, I'm sure. Um, he is the real deal. Ocon, some say, could be as good as potentially Verstappen, um, Lando, you know, and Leclerc, if, if if things are to be believed. And, you know, I, I'm really interested to see that battle, that dynamic between Ricardo and uh, Ocon. But more importantly, as you quite rightly point out, Renault should be fourth or fifth or there is trouble. Yeah, I think if uh, if Gene Haas can pressure Gunther Steiner, then absolutely there ought to be pressure within that Renault team. And Yeah, you know, I think Cyril Abatabal is, you know, I'd like to pressure. see their budget compared to the Haas budget. Well, we learn a lot for the Netflix thing. I mean, in the season one, you saw how he was going head to head for the, you know, for the for the engines with Renault and they were getting slagged off by, you know, the rest of it. And then, you know, this season or last season, I should say, you know, they had their own things to deal with. But it, 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 it you know, when you go behind the scenes of the Netflix thing, you really do see that everything we talk about is happening. So if you haven't seen, I'll give you one little hint about the, the Netflix. I've, I've, watched, I've watched through season, episode two of season two. Yep. And I think, you remember that Saturday Night Live show where they said more cowbell, more cowbell? <laughs> oh boy. I think they said more F-bombs, more F-bombs yeah, to Gunther because if you liked <laughs> last year's F-bombs, Gene. there are a lot more. You, <laughs> know, I, I, you know, he said it in the interview. I love the fact that Gunther wears his heart on his sleeve. And there's very few in Formula One that do that. Frank Williams did. Patrick Head did. Uh, and of course, you know, that's Williams. But when they were in their glory days, you know, you always got a straight answer from them. And that's what I love about um, Gunther Steiner. He really is, you know, the real deal. Yeah, he's the real deal. And it's like that, uh, that question we got from our, our uh, on Twitter where, where Kyle said, Gunther, just be Gunther. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All exactly. right, let's keep going down the grid here. So we've talked about Renault. We talked about McLaren. We talked about, well, what about AlphaTauri? Yes. You know, uh, we, which was, of course, um, Toro Rosso. Toro Rosso, yeah. I, I think it's going to be an interesting year for them because, you know, in a weird way, both Kvyat and Gasly, and we, we spent some time at NASA with them and then really got to, yeah, that to was spend cool. some really quality time, both those guys. And um, I actually think they both drove really well last year, especially Gasly, um, who was under real pressure, and Kvyat, who hasn't lost any pressure because he's, I mean, both of them are in the same boat, if you think about it. They're, they've been given a reprieve. Do you think this whole Tari and name change and these partnerships are going to really transition to the track and be something different? I don't know why they needed to change the name of their team to a star in the galaxy. <laughs> Maybe it was the NASA trip. I don't know. But um, but no, I, I, I don't know why they've done that and whether it will. I, I suppose it takes them out of, of being in the Red Bull colors and maybe Red Bull is saying you need to, you know, hey, son, you've been under the wing for a while. You need to go and get your own sponsors. And, and, and you know, Alfa Romeo there, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that, that's my point is I think there's more to this than we've heard so far. Yeah, I do too. Are I, they looking at separating and kind of, you know, spread your wings and go do it on your own? Or are we well, looking at... What if, what if you were Aston Martin or Xfinity, um, Infinity, excuse me, uh, and you were part of the Red Bull team and you're basically looking at Alfa Romeo as their junior team, in Ferrari I'm talking about, um, you know, I, I, you know what I mean? It's it's kind of, it's brand demarcation is what I'm saying is. And, and if you're looking at uh, the Alfa Romeo team, you know, it, it isn't really Alfa Romeo. It's, you know what I mean? It's hard to... Yeah, and I always feel that odd when you have a, an automobile brand on a car that's not using that motor. Right. Or, you know, significant amount of the technology that's that brand is known for. Yeah. But I do. I'm, you know, in this, I'm going to be suspicious. I think there's more going on than we know yet on okay. the Tari team. All right. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like your black helicopter approach. All right. So <laughs> what about what about Alfa Romeo? So Kimi looked fast. He had a he had the fastest uh, actual top speed. During I the got testing. this. Okay. Well, okay, Mr. No, no, no. That's his. Oh, that's, that's Kimi saying, I got this. I got Leave this. me alone. I, I, I love watching Kimi just race. I mean, I, I mean, he's in his, you know, he's the elder statesman of Formula One now, but I mean, he's still quick as ever. I love it. Is Antonio going to be faster than him this year? Um, I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, it's a great story for an Italian team with an Italian driver. I mean, you know, that's the dream um, is to have eventually a Ferrari 
Ferrari Italian driver, but I, I, you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily going to be Giovinazzi. I think you're going to see some favoritism towards Antonio. Okay, all right. I do well, because of I that mean, nationality. Be all of yeah, those things. Uh, for one, he's a he's a great guy to speak to. Having you know, a, I think it comes off well. He's that young, sexy F1 driver. Yeah, that so many like, and then certainly the Italian always love that persona sure. that is there. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but uh, not that there's anything wrong with it. But I don't find Kim that sexy persona no. that <laughs> that would be marketable to an Italian market. Did you say not that there's anything wrong with that? Yeah, it's Austin. It's all right. <laughs> All right, what about uh, the Williams team? Well, again, I mean, you know, you, you, you hope that things will turn around. I think both their drivers are good. It's good that they've got Nicholas Latifi. Uh, I think he's going to be good. Uh, I think, you know, two young drivers is, is only going to help. Um, you know, I think, you know, they're just at a rotten place right now. I mean, Williams are the perennial survivors um, and, and one of the older teams now in Formula One. And, and I do hope that, um, I, okay, I, I'm going to put my neck out here. If things don't get better for Williams. I've got a feeling that Frank might have to turn to Claire and shake things up a bit. I am right there with you. Uh, Are you saying you're right there with him because you don't think she's doing a good job? I think I she is doing a good job. I think there needs to be a change and, uh, you know, Claire is the standing chief at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And I think that if Claire hasn't made the change of her own decisions to shake things up on the team, I think she's going to be changed to somebody that will. I, I don't see a problem. I think being a team principal or a team owner is, is one thing. It, it, it's who you bring in it's uh i mean we saw it with mclaren i mean they you know zach brown isn't going anywhere and, and claire doesn't need to necessarily go anywhere but you saw when they got um what was the french guy's name they got rid of eric boulier oh boulier. Boulier. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that um you know mclaren from that point on became a different team um and so it wasn't a matter of, of getting rid of zach and obviously zach's you know not well, going anywhere but i don't think claire needs to necessarily go anywhere she is now williams but they need a shake-up at that level and it needs to be a partner to Claire, uh, or Claire needs to step down and say, "Bring, bring so and so." Well, in. you know, okay. you say she's doing a good job. Well, but I she's don't know. Not. I mean, because the, the proof's in the pudding, right? I mean, <laughs> proofs on the podium. Proofs on proofs are um, in podiums. But, and but, but Williams have the, the same problem that has to, to a certain extent, which is you know investment. They they need okay, money. Okay, well then, then part of her job is to go find sponsors. Right. You know, that's right. what I'm saying. It, it the buck stops there. So I, I'm not. I'm really just kind of playing devil's advocate here because I don't know. She is very likable, and I do love that there's a woman at the head of a Formula oh, yeah. 1 team. Really cool, but, yeah. but, I mean, look, let's let's face it. They've, they've got to produce. You know, I mean, talk Brown, talk Braun, <laughs> and Williams. The difference between Brown and Braun is they have legitimate experience that they brought in from other positions in Formula 1 that were not immediately what they're standing doing now. Claire really doesn't have that lineage except the last name, to be quite honest, is the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Now, certainly she could have been schooled, but she doesn't have that diverse background to see it, other organizations what they're doing. She only knows what's happened in Williams. I mean, ironically, what I think Williams needs more than anything is a Zach Brown type figure. Because remember, Zach Zach Brown made his money uh, with his own company, um, and he, I mean, to be honest, he he was responsible for Martini going to Williams. Uh, yeah, but, you know, he, he's still doing deals, even though he's running McLaren. He's still doing Formula One deals through his own company, um, and so therefore, I think they need a figure like a Zach Brown at Williams who will totally shake up the sponsorship finding dynamic for Williams. I mean, remember Williams automation. I mean, remember the ECUs that they make and all the other stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on at Williams. Yeah, they're they're a technology company, yeah, technology a, company, a, yeah. not just for Formula One. So you know, they're certainly not a lost cause by any means. It's not an HRT or a Marussia in any way, shape, or form. Williams, yeah, you right. know, and I think Liberty Media know that, and I think that you know, things will turn around. I think going back to your original question, obviously they can't have a, an Anus Horribilis, as they say in Latin, like they did last year. They've got two good, fast young drivers who will work their tails off to go up and, and because you know their careers are on the line too um, so they've got to outperform and overperform uh, for the team and I think just naturally speaking um, I don't know I don't know what area they need it in but they need somebody to come in there and inject some some impetus I agree something different than has come up through the Williams train of thought the Williams methodology needs to be brought in with a fresh idea because I feel like uh, that's what's missing there well Adrian Newey <laughs> I mean when Adrian Newey was at Williams that's when they were winning and I mean you know that that would be the sort of thing that Adrian Newey going back to Williams from from Red Bull could change it. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think that budget's there. No, yeah. I don't either. I All think right, they're playing so, handing me down Little League uniforms right now. Yeah. So I, I, last word on Williams. I think if Claire doesn't produce this year, I, if I'm her, then I hire my own replacement. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
All right, well, guys, let's go ahead and take a quick break. You're listening to Speed City. We're live in Austin, Texas. Back after these messages. Winding Road Racing is a leading provider of road racing and performance equipment at each of our locations in Texas, California, Georgia, and Kentucky. But we know some racers want that same high-quality gear, customer service, and pricing without leaving home. Check out the online store at windingroadracing.com. It's got all the same high-quality brands you've come to know us for. Alpine Stars, Stilo Helmets, Chill Out, and AIM Data Systems, all available at great prices and delivered directly to you with free shipping. Log on now, windingroadracing.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company. Born, bred, and brewed in Texas. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, let's talk about some of the big stories. Uh, Probably the biggest one we haven't touched on, haven't gone in depth on, is the Ferrari settlement with the FIA. Jonathan, you have been very opinionated on this. I'm going to give you the American perspective. To me, yeah, go when, for it. When I, when I heard the word settlement, I was like, okay, so Ferrari cheated and you find them. Because I thought when I heard settlement, is this a monetary settlement? Did, and now we've got all this new information coming out. I, you know, it sounds like Ferrari found a loophole that wasn't necessarily directly in violation. There was no, there's nothing in the codes that the rules that said you can't do that. But in spirit, they're violating the rules and they reached some sort of agreement. But but you've read well, the news today. and Yeah, all the non-Ferrari teams, and I'm talking i.e. Haas and... Uh, and Alfa Romeo, as well as Ferrari, um, all the other teams are are disputing the fact that there's been no transparency in this um, arbitration, in this uh, investigation, right? So they've reached a settlement and that's the end of it. And it's kind of like, well, what's the settlement? What did you find? And all the rest of it. Now, what I was reminding you of was Formula One is is an espionage-based sport, (laughs) if you you like. So in other words, just when Braun, I mean, ironically... That's their new tagline. Yeah. uh, but, But... just like Ross Braun with the, the double diffusers and the way that Braun won the um, you know the world championship back in 2008 when they you know found something that nobody else had done. So my th- my thought is maybe that's what's happened here is that Ferrari have not broken the rules but they bent them to the point where they have got away with it and managed to do something and they're in a position whereby it's been looked at and they have settled and no more will be said of it because if it became transparent then everybody else would go oh we'll do that then. Uh, that's just my theory. But here's what the rules actually state, which is legally, in terms of the way F1 is set up, rule-wise, if the FIA aren't satisfied with the set, with the with the what they find, they then do an independent tribunal, which is an IT. You'll see it in the in the things that you're reading. Now, at that point, <laughs> it does become a public issue for all the other teams to be n- noted on. Mm. So, in other words, it does look a bit cloak and dagger that they've yeah. kind of done this quiet settlement, but nobody's kn- and, and 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 like I said, that looks as though the, the other teams are going to try 
try to sue or at least yeah, take legal last action. Year, just think about it. Last year, you if you take I still that don't know power what they away, did wrong, though. what did they do wrong? Well, fuel. I, I, I'm assuming that all, this all goes goes back to that oil that's being burned in the combustion chamber that actually gives them some additional fuel. Adjib. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it's adjib. So gives them something else to burn in the combustion chamber, and that's what gave them the extra power. But if I'm the other teams, I'm going. Well, wait a minute. I may have gained some more points last year because he had Ferrari not been there. You know, if you go back and look, you might look at specific races and go, oh, wait a minute, if Ferrari take that little bit of speed away, we'd have taken those points. So and is it is it the fuel rather than the engine? Well, that's well, that's the part nobody nobody knows at this point. So that's, yeah, and that was part of the issue is fuel is considered different than oil, which is lubricant and cooling. Correct, okay. But in the technology, you could set it up, for instance, to allow some of that oil to go in, as we've already discussed, into the combustion chamber and then be treated like a fuel. Yeah, and so effectively, it's just giving them more something to burn in the combustion chamber, which gives them more power. That's what you know. That that's what the so, speculation was. Okay, just reading down the right road a bit, a little bit. Uh, could Haas and Alfa Romeo uh, be affected by this in any way? If 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 they're using you know a, a similar engine? Yeah, I don't think I don't think Ferrari gave them that little extra tube that went from the yeah, that, crankcase that, breather to the combustion chamber to burn the oil. Why not? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the name of the game when you make the motor. So anyway, that's an ongoing story, right? And it will yeah. be something that will be discussed a lot at Australia. But so I want to know who gets the rose and who gets voted off the island. <laughs> With the tribunal? I know, that's what I'm well, I hear. Hey, that. Sebastian <laughs> almost got voted off the island of Ferrari last year. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, my, my capsule of an appraisal of this is FIA is going, Ferrari, you were right on the edge of, do it again. of the rules, and it would have been real easy for you to cheat because of this, but it'd take us far too much money and far too long to prove that you ever did. <laughs> Shake the finger and don't do that again. Yeah, that's kind of the way it feels, isn't it? And we'll never speak for this. Bye. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to go away, and because it's Ferrari, and because they get the lion's share of the money, and because of their history, and threatening to leave, and all this sort of stuff, it's always going to be cynical from the rest of the other team. Alright, well let's move on from that story. Let's talk about, we got two new circuits on the calendar if the coronavirus allows, unless you went to one of those circuits last year, man. Fantastic. Yeah, Zanfort uh, was there in May for the Red Bull demonstration, and got to see a lot of the things. Was Max hanging out? Max was there, and uh, you know, it was really nice. The crowd there is phenomenal. Uh, the other thing that was going on, they had a Porsche Cup race. They had some F1 cars. Uh, Max was out playing around. Max Verstappen, who were and, about, uh, of course. And also a, uh, an interesting other was a, a drift demonstration was, was cool all of its <laughs> own. Uh, things that couldn't happen in the U.S. on the Formula One track. They had put a double-decker bus on the track. Drifting? <laughs> that you as a tourist or spectator could pay to get on and go for a ride. Did and you the, do it? No, I did not. And the drifters dodged you. Well, it's on of course. It, it actually, that, that whole demonstration was going really well until it got to the banking and then tipped over. Yeah, well, so the banking is the big story. All aboard! Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the last week, uh, actually the weekend before, they have completed the asphalt and cars are running on the banking now. They had a sports car class out running on it and they are loving it. Now, everybody's getting excited to see what a Formula One car will do on the banking, but it's expected, realize there's nothing like this on the current calendar, you have to go back to some of the Le Mans uh, banked turns of, of well, long ago. Monza way yeah. back in the day. You, had, I mean, some of these things, you know, you got to go quite a ways back since Grand Prix cars were on banked turns. Well, how, how banked is it for, for, for American fans who are familiar with Dallas pretty, and Indy uh, and I believe so it's on? pretty equivalent to Daytona. You're kidding me. Forget, that steep? It is steep. Wow. Uh, wow. I think that was the one that they used as a benchmark, but it is significant and a lot of the guys are really interested in it, thinking, oh, this is going to be cool, but the downforce is very different. We deal with downforce in different places, the bottom of Circuit of the Americas. Okay, so I, I just I saw a headline earlier today, and it was talking about Verstappen saying that the Zanfort banking will encourage different lines. I love that. Yep. Right. In fact, it could potentially offer more than a single line uh, through that system. Now, yep. it is a uh, well, it's well, a great... Max is good at creating his own. That's for sure. Yeah, if anybody can yeah. create a new new line through yeah, that. Look at, look at him at turn 18 at uh, Circuit of the Americas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know... Um, I mean, Zanfort's going to be uh, so much fun to watch if, if if all these races go off. But all right, let's talk about Vietnam. Jonathan, what do you think about that? You, you know, have... I've spent time in Vietnam. Yeah, and uh, a few years ago now. But Vietnam, Vietnam, I'm so happy for them because just as it did for Malaysia and China, um, it, this could put Vietnam internationally on the map. Obviously, it is still scarred with the war, which let's remember was in the 70s. I mean, it, you know, there's not many people around now that can talk about. 
about the Vietnam War, but I mean, it's still saddled with that, uh, unfortunately. But Vietnam is a vibrant, commercial, uh, democratic, fantastic place to be. Uh, Ho Chi Minh and Hanoi, fantastic cities. Uh, and there's a new entrepreneurial spirit in Vietnam. Uh, lovely people, great place to be, uh, great place to take a holiday. And if they can get it off the ground, I think Vietnam will become a very popular destination um, for, uh, you know, maybe maybe those that went to Singapore and enjoyed that experience would then maybe be interested in going to Vietnam. The food is fantastic. It's got a real French feel to it. That's its history, uh, a lot of it. Uh, and obviously, you know, it's it's still tinged with a, a lot of communism, ba- uh, communist background too. Um, but, we've you know, we've now gone to China as Formula One. That too has its own uh, mystique and, and feel to it. So I, I think it's got a, a really good place on the calendar. And I think it will do what it's done for many countries, uh, Malaysia included, um, put them on the map. Well, you know, I mean, I, Vietnam's not what it was. You're right. Mm. I have, you know, business folks that go to Vietnam for several different business opportunities and relationships that are there. It's a developing country. It's, mm. you know, uh, we still have that vision that, you know, developed around Vietnam, that it is not what that place is anymore. So Formula One recognized that and pursued it. And I think it's an excellent thing. You know, it, it does, you know, obviously take into play a lot of different cultures that come through Vietnam. So I think it's appropriate. And if I was to compare it to a track, uh, I might go and say Baku because it seems to have oh, that's really long straights um, and then go in the latter part of the circuit. I've seen some of the, you know, some of the onboards uh, of them going around the track. There, there seems to be almost a, a village type place where it's like oh, Monaco. So Baku, as you know, you know, has that long, long straights and then goes to the very tight tower old, old town. Um, I think this is what Vietnam's going to be like. So I well, hope it isn't uh, cancelled because of the coronavirus because I think it'll be a really interesting track. Well, speaking of that, speaking of cancelling, uh, Bahrain, if you go to the Bahrain International mm-hmm. Circuit website, uh, they now have a message on their website that says they've halted ticket sales until further notice about the coronavirus. Man, this thing, this just could wreak havoc. I mean, it already is. I'm just, I, I just you know, we don't really know what's going to happen, guys. Let's talk about that. What I mean, we could end up with some sort of crazy shortened season. We, we just don't know. Well, my concern is more, more, more importantly, is at what point when you've canceled China, let's say Vietnam is canceled, and then you know potentially Italy, whatever. Um, but what point does a team like Haas or any 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 of the F1 teams start to lose money and not be able to do the payroll of some you know 200, 400 people in their factories when they're not getting a return or sponsors aren't about to pay the same amount of money if they're not getting the 23, 22 That's race right. experience? Um, you know, it's a knock-on effect for everybody uh, right. in the business and a, and, and a real worry for Liberty. As it is for, I mean, you know, look at this this weekend. Um, you know, I'm a big rugby fan and the, and the Six Nations, because Italy are involved, um, you know, effectively has been has been cancelled for this weekend. Um, you know, soccer matches in Italy are being played behind closed doors. MotoGP has said that they're considering that. Um, let's, let's not be honest. Formula One, a lot of, <laughs> you know, two teams are from Italy, uh, effectively. Um, so, you know, it's, yeah, it's so, tough. Yeah, what if you're Sky Sports and you've paid $200 million, some of that, which is prepaid, I don't know how much of it is prepaid, yeah. I mean, and, and then you're not getting all your races. They, <laughs> that, the, well, the contract says that they have to deliver at least 16 races a year to fulfill the agreement. So mm-hmm. if we go. don't get 16, that that's directly affects the uh, the television contracts. It, well, and, it does. and think about from the talent, you're going to, you know, are you going to keep sending these people all these different countries and, and all of that kind of thing? That's yeah. that's uh, that's a big part of it. I mean, That'll just to give you a play as well. Yeah, just to give you one example, Christian Lundgaard, um, who is um, was supposed to be in Bahrain testing, uh, got stuck in Tenerife because he was being quarantined and it's happening, mm-hmm. you know, it's happening around the world. People finding themselves, I mean, you know, a rugby, rugby player again got, got got stuck in Hong Kong and because he went to Hong Kong, he was then, you know, quarantined. So, yeah, it's a really scary time for everybody. Let's go back to the Mercedes. Um, I think this is an interesting year for Mercedes. Um, I think obviously they're going to be favorites. Um, I mean, but will Hamilton run away with it? I, I do think that Botas is running out of options to not really take it. And I think actually we saw signs of last year of him becoming a bit more of an Iceman and, and a bit more of a competitive uh, foil, if you will, to Hamilton. Um, I think Hamilton wants and craves the competition. Um, will, uh, you know, and, and okay, so that's Botas, but will Ferrari, having said what we've said about them, actually be on edge and Leclerc and Vettel? I think Vettel's got to do something uh, or he's looking at retirement. 
retirement or or potentially even worse, being fired by Ferrari. Uh, Ricardo's still in the hunt uh, potentially. Verstappen is could could be moved to Ferrari. Um, you know, these are interesting times for the driver setup too. Um, you know, uh, Hamilton's negotiating uh, his contract, but um, you know, I I do think that um, we expect Mercedes to win again, and I know they've got Das and a few more tricky bits up their sleeve. Yeah, up their sleeve, but it may or may not. People might, you know, they might uh, fall foul of the rules if we don't know yet. Yeah, or um, the, or they may go carbon neutral like they're claiming they'll do. And, and I do think uh, just listening to Formula One in total, that is a huge prerogative of of the whole of the sport. Never mind Mercedes um, to at least have an impact uh, because they are making a ridiculously heavy carbon um, footprint, obviously with the, with the traveling and all the rest of it. So my point is um, with Formula E doing what it's doing and obviously is a paragon for, for, for electric cars and they're being successful. Formula One has to have some sustainability projects and evidence uh, for them to be, to be made relevant with the manufacturers. That's the important thing is that they've got to be relevant with the manufacturers who, who've, who've jumped into Formula, yeah. you know, to Formula E and, and so therefore there's got to be, you know, we saw with WEC the other week, a hybrid factor and a sustainability factor in what they do in the future. Yeah. Sure, but they've said they will not encroach on the Formula E model. Yeah, no. all electric Formula cars. Well, well, guys, we are out of time, man. This hour flew by. It did. All right, well, thanks, everybody. And we thanks to Guther Steiner for uh, coming on the show today. And we will talk to you guys next week. Ciao, Happy y'all. Trails. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.